Construction. Get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome into the program. Tim Weisberg here trying to adjust my microphone. And uh, yeah, hope the morning is starting off well. Hope that you are up and ready to face the day. If not, I'll do my best to get you ready. And we are getting closer. We're getting closer. Less than a week now to Halloween, the best day of the year. Although, for all of the Stuff that I do leading up to Halloween. Halloween itself is kind of anticlimactic for me. I This year, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be giving a presentation on Halloween morning. I'll be leaving here right after the show and heading on over to the Martin Institute at Stonehill College next Tuesday and speaking there about the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, but then when I get home, it's going to be low-key, you know, just spend the night at home watching horror movies in front of the TV I don't get any trick-or-treaters anymore, so just sitting there and I think I'll probably watch Poltergeist in 4K because, man, that movie is totally different in 4K. My favorite movie of all time. So I'll probably watch that. Maybe I'll have a marathon and watch the second one, although I don't think that's available in 4K. People don't love that movie as much. I don't know why. I love Poltergeist too. Uh, But I'm sure a lot of you are already planning your Halloween parties or your get-togethers. Uh, Coming up a little bit later on, we're going to talk about uh, a special thing that's going to be going on on Friday. On Friday morning, I'm going to be over at Stevie's Wine and Spirits here in Fairhaven. Uh, After my show is over, I'm going to head right on over there. And then I'm going to be hanging out with people and, you know, you can come by and talk to me. Talk to me about ghosts. Talk to me about whiskey. Talk to me about whatever you want to come over and discuss. And, uh, And we'll be calling in over to South Coast now to talk with... Chris about some of the things that are going on over there and then they're having a tasting a whiskey tasting from 4 to 7 they're setting up a very special spooky whiskey tasting on Friday from 4 to 7 so I'm going to be I have to go to Brockton and I'm going to be speaking to the Brockton Library about the Bridgewater Triangle then I'm going to come back and sample a few whiskeys with all of you so that's going to be happening this Friday we'll have more details about that coming up later on but I just wanted to make you aware I can tell you that uh When I go out and do these presentations, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of uh, excitement. But a lot of times when I'm done, I'm like, man, I could use a drink. So it's going to be perfect. Uh, Coming back this way from Brockton and saying, all right, now I get to stop and sample some delicious whiskeys. And uh, I sampled a few yesterday that I'll tell you about later on too. But it'll it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, But thank you to everybody that came out in Bridgewater last night. I know there were a couple of WBSM listeners out there, so thank you for coming out to the library and hearing me talk about the Bridgewater Triangle. It's always a little daunting to talk about the Bridgewater Triangle in Bridgewater. But it's also pretty helpful, too, because the people know a lot of the background, so you can get right into the stories and the experiences. But uh, it was a great, great crowd. 
I don't mean to disparage any other crowds, but this might have been my best crowd of the season so far. Everybody was engaged and laughing at my lame jokes. It was, uh, it was a good time. And tomorrow night I'll be in Sandwich, although that is pretty much, it is booked up, and they have a, a waiting list. So you can get yourself on the waiting list, but I think the waiting list is like 30 people deep. And then on Friday afternoon at 2, I'll be in Brockton. And on Saturday morning at 11.30, I'll be in Holbrook. Then next week, as I mentioned, I'm at the Martin Institute on Halloween at 11 o'clock in the morning. But prior to that, on Monday night, the 30th, I will be in Plymouth at the Plymouth Public Library. And I do believe that that one is filled up too. But they have a waiting list that you can get on. So I know, right? You can't believe that many people want to come and listen to me talk when they could just tune in on the radio and hear me. But uh, we, we will discuss a lot of things this morning. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls at 508-996-0500. We will also take your open line voicemails and your app chat messages via the WBSM app. So you can engage with us in that way. Uh, you heard in the news, you heard Ariel talking about K, uh, the uh, Lindsey Clancy case. And the documents, I, I have only read the news stories about them. I haven't looked at the uh, 300 pages of documents that were released yesterday. But they really give insight into what happened, into the situation more than we've ever heard to this point. And if you remember when this case happened, when, I believe it was in February, when this took place, we went through a lot of emotions here on the air. We went through a lot of discussion about postpartum depression and about the effects that that can have and about mental health in general. And there was, there, there were people who were I mean, I think everybody is deeply saddened by the situation. I think some people are willing to take into account Lindsay Clancy's mental state. Others are saying that's, that's no excuse, that, that no mother should ever do this to her children. Her husband, Patrick, put out that statement where he he sounded as if, you know, he had forgiven her. But you also wonder, you know, was that just because it was the right thing to do? And it brought up a lot of emotions in a lot of people. But those emotions don't play into the actual court case. The court case has to look at the, the facts and the law. And that means that there's a lot of brutal details that are going to be shared as part of that. And so on Tuesday, they released nearly 300 pages of documents, including 11 search warrants that were previously kept confidential. This comes from Channel 5's reporting. The warrants sought access to collect exercise bans, medications, phones, computers, notebooks, cameras, a bloody knife, and other physical evidence from inside the Clancy home. Wood shingles from the exterior of the family's home were also collected. 
Uh, as Ariel mentioned, there were notebooks that contained documentation of Clancy's medications and thoughts of suicide. And there's also mention that she used her phone to document her mental state and to research ways to kill. And that's where I think this is going to take a turn that goes beyond the sympathetic. Because she was researching ways to kill. Now, this reporting, and I haven't looked at all the stories, but this reporting, and I haven't gone through the documents either, but this reporting says researches researched ways to kill. The question I have is ways to kill other people or ways to kill yourself. I would think that the language that would be used if it was to kill yourself would be ways to commit suicide. And in the end, she tried to jump out the window. So I don't think you really need to Google that. So if she was researching ways to be able to kill her children, then this was premeditated. And no matter what Kevin Reddington and the defense try to put out there in terms of her mental state, in terms of this postpartum depression, I don't know that you're going to convince anybody that this was a weakened mental state when it was apparently premeditated. So that's going to be a very hard thing to get anyone to swallow. But apparently, based on the documents that were released and the information that's been provided, Lindsay Clancy strangulated, strangled her children. They died by strangulation using exercise bands, which is just absolutely brutal. If you've ever used some of those like resistance bands, you know how strong they are. You know how thick and tight they would be. And she put those around, allegedly put those around. Well, I don't know. I mean, how much do you say allegedly in this case? But she put those around children's necks. So just horrific. And I think that any sympathy that she could have gained is going to go out the window. That doesn't mean that the conversation still doesn't have to continue about postpartum depression, about the mental state of, of mothers who go through this. Because as we talked about back in February, when it happened, there is... There are far more cases of this than we realize. There are far, far more cases of women who go through this, but not to the point of where they go to the lengths that Lindsay Clancy did, where instead they just suffer through it every day, but are dealing with it constantly. And I remember reading something at the time when we were discussing this before, where it said, you know, postpartum depression can eventually fade, you know, as, as the children get older, it can go away. But the problem is, is that makes you susceptible to other bouts of depression and you didn't, you didn't handle it when you had the postpartum depression. You didn't, you didn't gain those healthy 
um, coping mechanisms to be able to deal with it or medication or therapy or whatever it might have been that would help you to overcome it instead of just, you know, it'll go away on its own makes you more susceptible to having it happen again. And then it comes in in other ways, other forms of depression, other, other scenarios and situations. So I think that the, the, no matter what happens in this case, I think that conversation needs to continue. And, and, and we need to make it okay for mothers who are going through this to speak up about it. To certainly tell their significant other, to certainly tell their families. We have to eliminate the stigma that you can't, that you're not, um, you're not a fit mother if you suffer depression. I mean, that was something that I heard repeatedly after this happened. That, uh, that this was some sort of character flaw. And, and, and you know what? I, I'll, I'll be careful with that because maybe there is a character flaw with Lindsay Clancy based on, on what she did. But that women who go through postpartum depression, it's a character flaw that they're just not strong enough. Maybe she just wasn't made to be a mother. Maybe she should have thought before she had three kids. You know, like thing, things like that are not helpful. It is a mental illness. It is a form of mental illness, even if it's only a temporary one. And I would guess, and I don't have research in front of me, but I would guess that those who are prone to postpartum depression are prone to other bouts of depression too. So it's not just a temporary mental illness. It's just a temporary manifestation of that mental illness. So I hope that there's some degree of education, of activism, of advocacy that happens as a result of this. So at the very least, this horrible tragedy can have some positive impact. And, and I know that that sounds ridiculous to think of, but that there can be some good that comes out of a horrendous situation that maybe this story and the coverage of it keeps someone else from getting to that point. After this happened, I read an article that looked back at some famous cases of mothers who had murdered or even injured their children, attempted to murder their children. And it's, it's overwhelming looking at it, at least with a cursory eye, that these, these were probably cases of postpartum depression. We talk about Eliza Borden, the relative of Lizzie Borden who killed two of her children in what is now Miss Lizzie's Coffee where the coffee shop is next to the Lizzie Borden house. Clearly a case of postpartum depression, but at the time they didn't, they didn't recognize that. They didn't even recognize normal depression. We shouldn't say normal, but they, they didn't even recognize 
non-postpartum depression. So it's been far more prevalent than we realize. Uh, as we talked about back in February, it's been, there's been far more cases of it than we know about because so many women who have gone through it have kept it to themselves. They've even kept it from their partner for fear of disappointing them or, or seeming like they're not fit to be mothers. Or, and we've, we've got to take that stigma away. We've got to take that stigma away with any mental health. Needing help is not a sign of weakness. Believe me, I thought I was one of those people for years that would never want there to be anything wrong with me. I never wanted to admit any kind of weakness. Nah, I'm fine. No matter what it was. Nah, I'm fine. I mean, I could have a headache and I could say to, you know, a coworker, I have a headache. And they could say, oh, I have some aspirin. Do you want an aspirin? I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. Like, I couldn't even just take the aspirin that I obviously needed. Because I didn't want to show any kind of weakness. Subconsciously. And over the years, I've realized I'm not doing myself any favors with that. Nobody's impressed. Nobody's disappointed in me if I do need help. Now, I've gone through therapy a few times. I've gone through, you know, anger management therapy. And I thought that it didn't really do anything. I thought that it didn't really give me any coping techniques or, like, teach me any tricks. I couldn't tell you, like, oh, here's, here's the thing that they taught me to do when I started to get angry. Like, none of that was something that was helpful or that stuck. But I look back overall and I say, yeah, but you know what? I don't have those issues anymore. I mean, I might get, you know, radio talk show host angry, which is like a, a requirement of the job. But I used to get really angry, like smash things break things. Nobody wanted to be around me. Nobody was safe around me. And I don't, I don't get that anymore. And I think that part of it is because even though I wasn't walking away with the tools that I expected to get from it, just the process of talking it out and acknowledging that it gets too far was enough to keep me from crossing that threshold again. So Again, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to, you know what, even if, even if just calling into this radio show is your version of therapy. If calling in and yelling at me makes you feel better about your life, then do it. Just, you know, be gentle with me. 508-996-0500. I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Oh. And we will take your calls coming up in just a few moments, uh, right after we go into the newsroom. Uh, very quickly, Jeff in Fall River says via app chat, good morning, Tim. It's pure evil. Innocent, harmless children, God bless their souls. Clancy deserves to spend her entire life rotting in jail. And you know, it's hard to forgive. It's hard to, to, to have any sympathy when you find out that this looks like it was premeditated. I also got an app chat message from Pat in Dartmouth that we'll read when we come back from the news. But right now it is time to go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. 
The top provider of humanitarian aid in the Gaza Strip says it will have to seize operations by the end of the day if it doesn't get more fuel. The UN Relief and Work Agency has said that without additional fuel, it will be unable to distribute any incoming aid that enters Gaza, where about 600,000 people are taking shelter at UN facilities. Former President Trump's civil fraud trial continues in New York City today. He accused of inflating the value of his and his business's assets in order to get more favorable loans. Yesterday, former Trump attorney Michael Cohen gave testimony against his former boss, laying out how he would manipulate the numbers. President Biden will not be appearing on the ballot for the New Hampshire primary next year. The move was expected by some due to the Democratic Party trying to make South Carolina the first state in the nation to hold a Democratic primary instead of New Hampshire. Hurricane Otis has made landfall near Acapulco as a Category 5 storm. The National Hurricane Center says the center of the storm hit the coast of South Mexico shortly after midnight with sustained winds of 165 miles per hour. Forecasters warn it could cause devastating damage along the coast, including storm surge, flooding and mudslides. Negotiations between striking Hollywood actors and the big studio will resume later today. SAG-AFTRA told its union members in an email Tuesday that the studio CEOs came back to the table after more than 100 days of the actor's strike. The union is seeking additional pay for actors based on a show's streaming success. The Arizona Diamondbacks are returning to the World Series for the first time in over 20 years. The team defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2 last night in Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. Arizona will now take on the Texas Rangers in the World Series. Game 1 will take place Friday in Texas. In more sports, the Patriots are moving on from a pair of players. New England has released quarterback Malik Cunningham and defensive lineman Trey Flowers. Cunningham originally signed with the Pats as an undrafted free agent out of Louisville before joining the practice squad. He has signed a three-year contract with the team less than two weeks ago. And the Patriots will be playing the Miami Dolphins this week. The Bruins have matched their best start to a season in franchise history. Boston improved after shutting out the Blackhawks 3-0 in Chicago. And Povil Zaka opened the scoring with the only goal in the second period. Matt Portress and Trent Frederick each found the back of the net in the third. And Jeremy Swayman stopped all 23 shots he saw between the pipes. Tomorrow night, the Bruins will be playing the Anaheim Ducks at TD Garden. And the Celtics tip off the 2023-24 NBA regular season tonight and will be visiting the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. The team will be relying heavily on two of their newest acquisitions as Kristaps Porzingis and Drew Holiday make their Celtics debut tonight. Now let's take a look at your local forecast. It'll be sunny this Wednesday morning, then will become partly sunny as the day continues. Temperatures are not as cool with highs in the lower 70s and could experience some winds throughout the day. As we head in tonight, skies will mostly be cloudy with lows in the upper 50s. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM live crystal clear with one touch. The WBSM app. Wonder why you 
508-996-0500. You don't have to stand yet if you're not ready for that. If you're still hanging out in bed and you haven't crawled out from under the covers yet, you don't have to stand. Stand when you're ready. I mean, unless you got to get up and get to work. Then get out of bed. What are you doing? Come on. Don't be late. But uh, that's that's a great song. And it was also the theme song to one of the most underappreciated TV shows of the 90s. Get a life. About a... Grown man who still lives with his parents and works as a paper boy and stars the incredible Chris Elliott. I can't believe it took until Schitt's Creek to get people to realize that Chris Elliott is so funny when he is so awkward. I mean, anybody that saw him on Letterman and saw Get a Life, you you knew that about him already. But yes, he was uh, he was fantastic on that show. And they had that gimmick where... He died at the end of every episode. And then they just came back the next week and acted like nothing happened. It was the precursor to Kenny on South Park. So if you've never checked out Get a Life, I don't know why it's not streaming. Uh, Maybe the theme song has something to do with it, the licensing rights of the theme song. But you would think they would just replace it with a generic song like they did with The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years didn't stream for years because they couldn't get the music rights for everything. Then they replaced all the music with generic music. I tried watching it. And I loved the Wonder Years, the original Wonder Years. It was a great show. It was my childhood, really. Like, I was going through the same things Kevin Arnold was at the same time. And I couldn't bring myself to watch it without the original music. The the, the knockoff versions they put into the show was so distracting. So I had to stop watching it. Then Time Life released on DVD. They released the show with all the original music but I couldn't afford it. It was like three or four hundred bucks and then the streaming was always with that generic music so I'm hoping that they get the the licensing streaming rights with all these new deals that are all these new contracts and everything else and then the other problem is that sometimes the distributors just don't want to sign the rights over to these streaming services and I don't get it. Why wouldn't you want people to, to, to discover Get a Life? And enjoy it again. But you can watch it on YouTube. Somebody's uploaded all the episodes to YouTube. And I used to I used to watch an episode at night before I went to sleep. Just because it's so ridiculous. Like, any bad thoughts you have from during the day, they're going to pop right out of your head. Uh, Pat and Dartmouth sent in an app chat message saying, Hi, Tim, I would really like to hear you on the radio when you're speaking about spooky experiences at the libraries. Could you please let me know where I could hear you? Would it be on WBSM? Please let me know. I think you're a very interesting person and enjoy hearing you on the radio. Have a great day. Sincerely, Pat. Well, Pat, I hope that you have a great day as well. Uh, Those library presentations won't be on the radio, but I do, if that's what you mean, but I do announce where I'll be. As I said earlier, um, I'll be in Sandwich tomorrow night, but that's already booked up with a waiting list. But Friday, you can see me at the Brockton Public Library at 2 p.m. Saturday morning at the Holbrook Public Library at 11.30 a.m., I will be in Plymouth on Monday night, but I believe that has a waiting list already too. And then I'll be at the Martin Institute at Stonehill College at 11 a.m. on 
Halloween, but that is open to the public. So even though it's uh, on the college campus, that's open to anybody to come and take part in. So I'll be uh, speaking those times. And then, of course, if you want me to come and speak at your library or, or a local civic group or anything, just have them reach out to me and, and book me. It doesn't matter if it's Halloween or not. I talk about this stuff year-round. I have presentations I can do in other parts of the year. I do presidential paranormal in February around President's Day that people like to come out for, so I can do it pretty much anytime. Uh, all right, 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in. You can also send in those app chat messages and open line voicemails into the WBSM app. And if you don't have the app already, well, go download it. I'll wait. I won't say anything for the next few minutes. We'll just have dead air for the next few minutes so that you don't miss anything while you're downloading the app so that you can then hear us in crystal clear FM quality sound on the stream. No, I'm just kidding. I can't, I can't let that much dead air go by. But you can download it from your app store or wherever you get your apps from. And when you get it, you'll be able to, first of all, it has a lot of great features. You can get traffic, you can get weather, you can set an alarm to wake you up to WBSM. You can, uh, you can get all of our podcasts. You can listen to our live stream. You can get all of our stories. You get breaking news alerts. And, you know, not every alert that we send out is breaking news. Sometimes we just send you out an alert of what we think is an interesting story that you're going to want to read. Yesterday was, oh, by the way, you can get that from your app store again. Or if you can't find it there... Just go to WBSM.com, click on the Listen tab, and then there's a, an option there about the app that you can actually put in your email address, and it'll send the app a download link to, your, to, to the email that you use on your phone. So it'll send it right to you. You don't even have to worry about going into the store and figuring it out. It'll take care of that for you. Uh, so yesterday we were talking about how it was, what, like National Food Day or International Food Day or something like that. And, of course, you knew that wasn't going to go by without me putting up a story about food at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. And so I have a story there that you want to check out, at least just for the photo and the video. Because there is a catering company and food truck out of Lakeville that is now offering tabletop nachos. They will come to your home or wherever you're having a party. Or if you're having a get-together, I guess if you wanted to order this as a single person on your own, they would come and do that too. They won't judge. But it's 14 pounds of food. So you might want to just, you know, second guess whether or not you want to invite a few people over at least to help you out. But tabletop nachos, they come to your home. They find, you know, you show them what table or countertop or whatever you want to use. And if you don't have one, they'll, they'll rent you one. But you have, they come in and they put down foil and parchment paper and then they just start building this massive, impressive mountain of nachos and all the fixings. And you've got to see this to believe it. Again, as I mentioned, it's a total of 14 pounds of food. I want to tell you exactly what it comes with. This is the small order. The small order features three pounds of tortilla chips, four pounds of queso, so you already have, you know, the, the biggest problem with chips and queso is you always end up with more chips and queso, right? Everybody's dipping the chips and they're scooping up the cheese, but they, you, have, you have more chips than you have queso. And then somebody's just eating a bunch of dry chips at the end. They give you a pound more queso than they give you chips. 
Then you get one pound each of shredded chicken, pulled pork, and brisket, one pound of pico de gallo, one pound of guacamole, one pound of sour cream, and one pound of pickled jalapenos. And they lay that all out on the table. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a, as a figure of speech. They will lay it all out on the table, and then you can all dive in. 14 pounds of nachos and fixins that will feed 15 to 20 people. Now, it's going to cost you about 20, uh, 230 bucks. But when you think about it, if you're dividing that by 20 people, you're basically paying 10 bucks a person. That's, I mean, if you said to somebody, hey, we, you can have all, you can eat nachos until you never want to look at a nacho again for just 10 bucks, they, they'd be in on that. Or if you have a little bit of a bigger party, you can double it up twice as much food for $420. So this is being offered by Winging It, which is a food truck and catering service in Lakeville. You can find out more about it at WBSM.com and on the app. If you have a party where you have the ten pound, the, the fourteen pounds of nachos and the fixings. Invite me. I don't. I, I won't. I'm not even interested in eating any. I just want to see it in person. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning. How you doing? You know who? You, you know who used to have really really good nachos. Who's that? TK O'Malley's. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God, they're loaded nachos. That we, when you actually really got that, like. Humongous, like, lop of beef right in the middle of the nachos with the cheese and everything. Oh, my God. And that, I, that, no, I was say, I think every place, like, takes pride in their nachos, too. You know, they all they all lay it out in their own way, but they you can tell that they yeah. uh, they put an effort into it. You know, what I have noticed a lot of places starting to do now is go more towards, like, a healthier alternative nacho. Where it's, like, leaner. You know what I mean? Like, you can either do, like, a chicken nacho or, like, a... You know, but it's like you don't really see like a nacho. You know what I mean? Like the ice house over here in Fairhaven. I think it's the ice house, right? Isn't that what they call it now? Ice chest. Uh, ice, ice chest. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I forget. Yeah, which one is? Whatever it but, is. So you're it, you're saying you're seeing less less of the beef and more of the chicken? Sometimes they don't even have beef on it. I mean, I think you know, like, I, I think they've kind of just you know most places that I see they give you the option of what you want to have. Yeah. No, it's oh this guy. Um, I just cut a guy off on a crosswalk. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. It's sometimes, yeah, but I see, whenever I go out, I always I always judge a restaurant by their nachos. I'm like, if they got nachos, hey, I'm I'm in it. You know what I mean? Like we just we just all right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be name dropping restaurants because I know you probably don't sponsor them. But um, there's one restaurant in Fairhaven we just went to on Friday. And their nachos are really good. I'm not going to name the name, though. No, go ahead. Um, you, can see, you can say who it is. Travelers. Oh, yeah. Travelers Restaurant is really good nachos. I, 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 I like them. I like them personally, you know. Have you, have you had um, the, uh, the Syrian nachos at uh, Freestones? You know, I saw it on the menu, and I was, like, tempted to try it, but I, I better stay away from all that Middle Eastern type of food. Is it good? Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's basically just nachos. They're just using, uh, you know, pita bread instead of instead of tortilla chips. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, it's re- really good. And and what I find too, like I'm I'm not a like I'm not a big nacho guy when I go out to restaurants, but I'll make them a lot at home. Like we used to have parties whenever there was like an important Patriots game or the Super Bowl or New Year's Eve. We would always have nachos that we would kind of build to whatever we wanted them to be. Um, I I. I I like having them at a restaurant, but the problem is, is you know, everybody starts putting their hands into them, and yeah, uh, unless yeah, I know yeah. everybody, I, I don't know how comfortable I feel. Yeah, with I that. don't mind if my family does it. Anyway. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> if it's your family, it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to hear something crazy? What's that? That I, that I was just, I it just came. I was just looking at it last night. Um, they're, they're talking about electric vehicles. You know, oh, we want to go. We want everybody to go electric and this and that, right? And I looked at the average cost for an electric car the average cost mm-hmm. and the average cost for an electric vehicles anywhere between 45,000 to 55,000 right the ford lightning electric f150 is $90,000 f150 electric 90 grand now anybody that can turn around and say that yeah i can comfortably afford a $90,000 payment in today's age I mean, you're doing something right, obviously, with your finances, but I can tell you right now, the average American can't afford a $90,000 electric vehicle right now. Well, uh, when, when they start to become more prevalent, the price will go down. I'm sure there'll be, like, rebates and stuff like that you can, you can you know, apply for, but... Right, right uh, now, it's kind of a premium because who else is offering a, a fully electric pickup truck like that? But the more, yeah. the more common they become, the more the price will go down. I just thought that it was going to be more, um, you know, you know, cleaner for the environment and everything else. But in, in reality, these these batteries only last ten years. Before you before you got to you got to chuck the car, get another one. You're really or, you're or investing place. ninety grand but for a ten year a ten year investment. I mean, I you think know? a lot of people buy a car and don't keep it for ten years. Oh, I mean, I bought a, I bought a truck and I'm I, I plan on keeping it. Well over 10 years. I, I think most people, I'm, I'm also one of those people. I mean, I've been driving my car for seven, eight years. But I think, yeah. you know, a lot of people, they drive a car for a couple of years and then they trade it in. They buy a car or they lease a car and then they trade it and they bring it back and swap it out for something yeah. else. I think that's more prevalent than people like you and I that, that hang on to them. That's what my wife does. She leases, you know. I think. We lease, we for, lease cars. She don't drive. She don't drive. She only drives a half a mile to work anyways. For a lot of people, that's a, a more attractive option because you feel like you've always got a new car and you don't have to worry about the things that happen when they start to get older. Yeah, and and speaking of leasing cars, Tim, okay, we just we ended up just re, um, going back to Toyota to re-up our lease, and we ended up going with another manufacturer because um, we tried to lease the same car, same car, same credit, same everything. Okay, every we 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 mocked. The same exact copied the same exact contract that we had from the from the previous lease, and the rates skyrocketed. In over three years, the rates skyrocketed. Okay, it was it ended up being four hundred. She drives a Highlander. Well, she used to drive a, a nice, you know, a Highlander with like the premium pack. It was a nice car, very very nice, family friendly car, and it was like about four hundred dollars a month, right? And that was with like everything. You know, perfect. Everything perfect. Nothing, no flaws on the contract, okay? And then now we went back, mimicked the same contract. Hey, $816 to get us into another Highlander. Same one. Same exact Highlander, but just a 20, 
2023 or 2024. The guy's like, oh, there's no wiggle room because of the inventory and the, in the shorthand because of COVID. He was pulling every excuse out of the book. <laughs> oh, and, and you know that they just they just mark up cars because they can. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's no 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 bargaining anymore with the MSRPs because of the because of the the, the shortages of workers and um, this that and the other thing. I says, all right, buddy. Well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna go shop around because and I ended up getting a car uh, pretty much for the same price I was paying for the Highlander. Yeah, you know, I mean, a nicer car. And and just to go back to your point, because I got to let you go, because I got a break coming up. But just to go That's back fine. to your point about the you know the electric vehicles, just remember that a hundred years ago, your great great grandfather was calling in uh, to the first radio station, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. radio show that called in and said, "Why are people going to go and buy these these damn Model Ts when a horse is so much cheaper? Like, who can go and afford one of those cars?" And look at us now, right? Everybody has yeah, one. I know. So it eventually it'll get to that point. Now I'll tell you a really quick TK O'Malley story. You ready? My very first ever restaurant review for the Standard Times was TK O'Malley's, and I had no idea what I was doing. I walked in, not kidding. I bought, like, one of those, like, lav mics for my digital yeah. recorder and put it on my shirt, and I was, like, leaning into my shirt, talking and reading the menu because I didn't realize I could just take a takeout menu with me. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. cheeseburger and fries, fourteen ninety nine, steak dinner, 11 like so people must have been looking at me like who is this guy why is he reading the menu into his shirt yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so oh, funny. i think i gave away that i was a restaurant reviewer without anybody realizing it so right right yeah. all right well all you right, have a good day take it easy uh callers hang on we will get to you but right now i've got to take a break um. and we got an app chat message from pammy b in new bedford who says if you want the best nachos ever cisco in new bedford they have a mango salsa on it and the queso they use is phenomenal and there's just enough of everything on it. So, yeah, we'll take your nacho suggestions. But, again, if you want to try to get those tabletop nachos, check out the story at WBSM.com and on the app. All right, that's going to wrap up this hour, but we will take more of your phone calls coming up in the next hour at 